0: is for my dreamers doers and audacious entrepreneurs for those who want to wake up every day and be in love with the career you've created for yourself this is for you this is for us this is the forever fun employee podcast with me Jana hall Hello FunEmployed friends, welcome back to another episode of the Forever Fun Employed podcast. I'm your host, Jana Hall. And okay, I know this episode is dropping a little bit later than usual, but uh, it was a jam-packed weekend for me i It was Valentine's Day weekend. My sister friend Victoria is getting married, so we went wedding dress shopping with her. It was just an amazing weekend and so yesterday i had, I needed to just take a break. I had my Sunday dinner with my family, and um I just I needed to sleep. I needed to just just lay down and just not do anything and so in this quest to be more mindful of how my body is feeling and how, you know, my mind is, and you know if I am overwhelmed, or overworked, whatever the case, I um, have made a promise to myself to just take a step back and relax when I need to. And so, yesterday after Sunday dinner, I just I really just laid down, which was so 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 needed. Um, but it was a great weekend. We saw some beautiful dresses. We think she found the one. Um, and so that was such a great way to end Valentine's Day weekend is, you know, to help my my bestie find her wedding gown. So, uh, yeah. So today's episode won't be super quick. Um, you know, it's just me today. No interviews. Um, but... I wanted to hop on here quickly and talk about something that has been almost a recurring theme ever since I jumped back into the swing of things. As some of you know, I took the month of December off to kind of regroup. And so, you know, I turned down a lot of inquiries, um, you know, put a lot of people on hold and told them we'd resume in the new year. And... What I have found is, you know, everyone's starting this new year, you know, full speed ahead, ready to go, having all these ideas and ready to connect and network and all these things. Um, but I think that a lot of people, especially if you're new to, you know, conducting business in this way, um, there are a lot of kind of do's and don'ts, almost like unspoken rules um, that are just kind of just norms and courtesies that, you know, if you don't have the experience, you may not know how to conduct business or you may not know how to make meaningful connections or you may not know how to, um, properly talk to people when you're trying to do business. And so just a few things that I've noticed, a few things that I've messed up on my own and have had to learn the hard way, um, And, you know, I also uh, was curious as to what other people thought. So I thought, you know, to ask, you know, what are some do's and don'ts of connecting and conducting business? Um, I asked that on Instagram. And so you all weighed in. And so I'm going to take a few minutes to kind of go through some of my uh, unwritten rules, or I guess they are technically written now, but (laughs) a a few of the kind of courtesies that you, you know, should do, things you shouldn't do. Um, When you are connecting with someone And then I will read a few that you all submitted on Instagram If you haven't followed me already Jana M. Hall, shameless plug Not so shameless plug, actually Um, Yeah, so let's jump into it Like I said, won't be super long Um, And these are in no particular order I kind of, I, I have my notes here And I kind of wrote it down based on, you know Just maybe how they came to me Or, you know, what I was experiencing in the moment Um, So let's hop into it. Do's and don'ts of connecting or networking or do's and don'ts for your professional success. Um, And really kind of the theme around all of this is time. And that's what, when I was writing down my notes and when I was seeing what other people were saying, it all came back to time. How you respect other people's time, how you, you know, respect your own time and your own schedule. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of the slip ups we have is because we don't just stop and ask ourselves when we are reaching out to someone or we are connecting with someone, we don't stop and ask the honest question of, am I wasting this person's time? Am I respecting their time? Um, that is really what it all boils down to when it comes to a lot of the networking or and connecting do's and don'ts is making sure that you're making the best use of your time and their time. Because we're all busy, we all have things going on, um, and as excited as we may be to connect with someone or do business with someone, um, we can't lose sight of the fact that everyone is working in their own world, in their own bubble, they have their own priorities, and so we need to navigate this professional space in a way that um, shows people that we're respectful of them, their expertise, and their time, and uh, we're just looking to build meaningful relationships. and. It doesn't, it doesn't require um, messing with people's time in order to do that. Um, it's all about respect. So uh, the first thing, the first um, kind of unwritten rule when it comes to connecting and and pursuing professional success is do ask for a phone call. Do not ask for an in-person meeting. This is my rule because, you know, I'm busy, we're all busy, and it may seem easy to be like, you know, I'm a, I'm an, a, a, a face-to-face person, I need to connect with someone over, you know, coffee or dinner, lunch, whatever. And so, you know, you may call someone and say, hey, I'd love to talk to you about XYZ idea or XYZ business or whatever, can we meet, can we schedule some time to meet, the problem with that is, and there's, some, and there's some cases where I don't mind meeting in person, but the problem with that is you have to get ready, you have to commute, and then you're sitting there for an hour, hour and a half, um, and then you have to go back to your office or home or wherever, that takes a lot of time out of a day, especially when it is for something you're not quite sure (laughs) what it is. You know, if someone has an idea, what if this idea isn't a good fit for you? What if it's not, um, you know, something that, you know, maybe it's out of the scope of what you do or it's out of, you know, it's, there's just so many, so many factors that, you know, could lead to this not really being a successful, um, venture I don't want to say not successful, but there's just so many variables to consider when you're taking that amount of time, you know, two plus hours to get together and meet with someone to discuss an idea. Um, and so I always, you know, when someone, when people call me, I had a call actually last week where someone... Was mulling around an idea, and they're like, Hey, can we set up some time to do lunch? And so I can talk to you about this idea. And I was like, Well, can I get a little more context into what your business is? And they're like, Oh, well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And I'm like, All right, great. Maybe if you can just send me an email, we can, you know, kind of work through it there. And then we can set up a time to hop on the phone or even do a video conference. Um, And, you know, ultimately that didn't work for them, but I had to be respectful of my own schedule and my own time. And not dedicate so much time to something that you know I'm unsure of. it is not a good use of my time. There are a lot of other things that we could all be doing that is actually propelling us forward in some way. And so you know, I know that we all want to be super friendly and we want to connect and you know all these things, but you also have to kind of be a little selfish with your time. And so if you are on the other end of this and you are the one reaching out, um, before you suggest meeting in person, Think about, you know, suggesting the possibility of meeting over the phone or doing a a video chat. I love Google Hangouts. I love Zoom. Both of those are really great platforms to do video conferencing. Um, And so I think that also establishes a little bit of goodwill because you're not being, you know, so selfish in a way. Um, you're, You're understanding. You're coming to the table with an understanding that they're busy and you kind of want to get in where you fit in. And I think that's just a common courtesy. We can all extend to people we're looking to connect with. Um, Next up, on the same vein Don't call people out of the blue (laughs) This is something that I've had to establish earlier this year Um, You know, I was really one to let friends and people And even clients just call me when they had a question Or call me when they had something to say And really that interrupts your day And it takes a lot of time out (laughs) from you actually being productive And so if you're on the other end of it Um, respect people's schedules, respect that they could very well be working on something or in a meeting or doing something else. And so what I would suggest is sending an email and saying, Hey, would love to talk to you about XYZ. Can you please tell me the best time to hop on a call? That way they're able to look through their schedule, and I know that things are urgent to you because it's top of mind for you, but you have to understand that everyone has their own set of priorities, and so, again, respecting their time, respecting their schedule, and asking them to give you a best time to talk, or say, hey, I would love to talk, do you have a few minutes now, or do you have, you know, know, suggest a time, that's always a good option too, but... We can't we can't call out the blue anymore. <laughs> we cannot call out the blue and interrupt people's days like that. We're all getting busy and you know, as I talk to other people, other professionals and friends and stuff, you know, we're all we all have things going on during the day. And especially if you have a friend who works from home like myself. Um a lot of people think that because you work from home then you are really flexible and that you can talk, um, or that you're not doing much. <laughs> and so um, you know, those of us who work from home, work remotely, we have schedules as well. And so always be respectful of when you decide to pick up the phone and call, always, you know, shoot an email first or a text message and say, Hey, give me a time to call you. I've implemented this with my clients and I'm really, really pleased with the, um, with the level of respect they've given. As soon as you set those boundaries, people usually will respect them. But as long, you know, if you aren't, um, really enforcing anything or you kind of just allow people to interact with you the way they want to, it makes it a little bit harder to uh, to pivot or to, to kind of demand that respect. So set the precedent. Um, tell people to email you first or begin emailing people first if you feel like you want to hop on a call with someone. Next one. This one is oh, the bane of my existence. Don't ask people to pick their brain. <laughs> I think that and this is a struggle that I've had since I started doing consulting, which many people if they're not familiar with consulting, they're like this is just a conversation, you're just sharing ideas with me or you know. But that those ideas come from years of experience. It comes from studying, it comes from education, it comes from being in the workforce, there's a reason why you're coming to me with this information. Um, Asking someone to pick their brain is just disrespectful. (laughs) Ask first. Instead of asking if you can pick someone's brain, say, I would love to learn a little bit more about XYZ. Can you please let me know what's required to lock in some time to discuss it? And that way, it opens the door for them to say, yes, I would love to. What's required to lock me in is, you know, follow this link and book. I'm speaking from my own experience. Follow this link to book some time. And, you know, the link that I give is synced to my calendar, book some time, and then you will see within the booking um, platform, which I use Calendly, uh, within the booking platform, you are able to write kind of what the requirements are and so for me you have to pay an invoice before we get on the phone um it's our 90-minute consult fun employee consultation and so if you want to pick my brain great you can do that for a fee and at the time that we have scheduled in advance um You know, be respectful of the fact that everyone has devoted lots of time to be an expert in their field or to be experienced or knowledgeable in their field. Um, Don't ask for free information. I know that, you know, this idea of having, you're paying for a conversation seems a little unorthodox and it seems like, why can't we just talk? Well, because again, going back to time... It takes time for me to have a conversation with you. It takes time and thought for me to um, customize my advice to your specific industry, to your specific situation. And so, you know, think about those things when you're asking someone to pick their brain. Instead, ask them for a consultation um, that is that's the appropriate way to go about it. So go about getting information. If this is something that's that important to you and that valuable to you, then you should be willing to invest in it. You should be willing to support the person who is um, giving you that advice, but you should also be willing to invest money into this business or, you know, whatever it is that you, that you're looking to get information on. And so, you know, fellow, uh, consultants, (laughs) please, please, please begin to, um, ask people (laughs) to book a consultation and to, um, and to pay you. I think we all deserve to be compensated, but it makes it a lot easier for us all when that's the kind of standard across the board. Of course, there are exceptions. I have friends who I'm more than happy to talk to. Sometimes we barter. I'm in a a bartering situation with a few friends where in exchange for business advice, they offer me photography services or makeup services or things like that. Um, So think about ways that you can kind of set this standard of a conversation is a consultation, and that costs um, I think we'll all be better for it, um, and and yeah, that's that's that on that. You can't go to a doctor, um, can't go to the doctor's office and say, "Hey, I just want to just want to come in and ask the doctor a few questions." No, I don't want an office visit. This actually happened to my mom last week. Someone came in the office, and hey, I have some questions for the doctor. I need her to tell me a few things, um, and you know, they want they wanted her to sign in. And uh, go to the back. Go to the you go to the exam room to talk to the doctor. And um, she was like, "No, I just I just want a, con- a conversation. I just I want to ask her. Can she come out to the to the waiting room really quickly?" And it's like, "No, you can't pick your doctor's brain. Um, that is called a copay that you pay, and you that's an official office visit." And so I think it's important that we um, we keep that in mind. You can't go to your therapist and say, "Hey, I have a quick." Few questions for you. You can't go to the doctor and say that. You can't go to the dentist. Um, and consulting is the exact same thing. And so, um, be be respectful of time, experience. Um, so, with cold calling or with emailing, this is the next one. Do provide context when you are cold calling or cold emailing. Um, how did you find them? What What do you do? Who are you? What do you do? And what made you reach out? Um, I have had a number of people, you know, cold email me, Hey, I'd love to, I have a business. I'd love to set some time to talk to you. I hear that, you know, you're a great fit for, for what I do. So can we set up some time to meet? And my, I I just take a step back and I'm like, okay, let me get a little more information. Who are you? So what is your name? Who did you get my information from? Um, what made them suggest me as the person you need to talk to? Are you in a specific field? Do you have a specific expertise or interest? Um, I just need more context, you know. So, if I can give an example of an email to send, you know, hi, my name is Jana Hall. I am a digital marketing strategist. I own Leap Innovative Group. I heard that you are really great with um, taxes. I got your information from XYZ person. They told me that, you know, as we enter in a tax season, you'd be someone great to talk to. And so as a small business owner, I really want to get a little bit of information about, um, how I can best prepare f- to file my taxes as a small business. Um, I'd love to set some time to talk to you. I'm free next week. Let me know your availability. And I'd love to put something on the calendar to call if it requires, um, you know, an in-person office visit, let me know, um, and we'll set that up. And if there's any other things I need to do to lock in um, sometime on your calendar, please let me know, and I'll be happy to get that over to you right away. Um, again, provide context. We kind of assume that in our mind we know what someone is looking for, or we know you know, we know we why we're reaching out, and so we think that they, they automatically know too, or we think that, oh, if I give them my name... Um, you know, they can do a little digging and find out who I am. But, you know, again, going back to respecting people's time, as much detail as possible is always best. And so when you're cold calling, same thing. Give context. How'd you find them? If there's a name that you can drop that would kind of ring a bell and kind of keep them on the hook a little longer, definitely do that. Hey, my name is Jana. Got your name from Susie Q. She told me to give you a call about taxes. I'd love to set some time up to talk to you. I'm a small business owner, et cetera. Um, so always provide context, never just go in just blind and cold and, um, expect them to, um, be interested because at this point you're a stranger and they have no reason to be interested. And so give them that context so that they can, um, decide if, if they want to pursue the conversation further. Um, next step, don't conduct business via the DMs. I know it's tempting, I know we feel familiar with people we 've been following them for so long, or we see their page, and we want to go ahead and just drop a paragraph in their dms but um, this is not that Instagram is not the place to conduct business it's the place to make the connection, and you take business offline so I always whenever I reach out to someone about something i'm interested in either working with them or meeting with them pop in again, give them context. Hey, my name is Jana. <clears throat> Would love to talk to you about XYZ. Is there a, is there an email I can reach you at so I can send you some more information? And then that gives them the chance to give their email or you can go if they have their email on their page already, if they are a business and they have the email button, go ahead and just go straight to the email, send them the email and then you could Follow back up in the DMs and say, hey, reaching out about such and such and such. Um, just wanted to ping you here, but I did send you an email to the email associated with your account. So just a heads up. Looking forward to chatting with you. As simple as that, but don't get co- too comfortable. Um, and this kind of goes back to what someone said on Instagram Um Don't be too friendly. Maintain a level of professionalism. And that goes back to the DMs. It's tempting to, you know, while you have them right there, you want to send them a long message. But always take the business offline. It establishes you as a professional. um, And it draws that boundary of, um, you know, not having um, such easy access to someone. It it draws a boundary that you respect their time and you respect the communication mediums. Because especially if they have an email associated with their account, you want to respect that and you want to, um, you know, conduct business over there. We have a limited amount of characters anyway. And at least with email, you can always, you know, attach things. You can link to other pages if you want to give more context or, you know, you have them inf- for, you know, more information for them. Um, but you know, never conduct business in the DMs. It's just, it's not a good practice. Um, going back to the meetings, uh, our next, the kind of the next do and don't, this is a do, um, do get to meetings on time and give ample notice when you're canceling a meeting. Um, I try not to cancel even if I feel like I do not want to be there um, and I'm secretly praying that they cancel first. Uh, <laughs> always, again, respect people's time. If you feel like you something may come up, at least give them a little heads up in advance. So for example, if you have a meeting with someone at 12 o'clock and you know you have another meeting before them at 10, you know, when you're setting up the meeting at 12, give them that heads up beforehand. Hey, we have this meeting at, you know, um, when they you know when you decide to meet at 12, just say, great, heads up, I'll be coming from another meeting. So if for any reason I'm running a little bit late, I'll let you know. Um, but always, you know, at least give them that courtesy of, there is a possibility I could be late, and if I am late, I will let you know ahead of time. And if I need to cancel, give them a, give them a couple of hours if you can. Again, it takes a long time to to get ready for meetings. You have to actually get ready. You have to go to the place. Um, And so all of those things, if you're canceling an hour ahead of time, there's a good chance that they have already reworked their schedule and they've already begun making their way to the meeting. And so try to be respectful. If you can't actually make it there, suggest, again, doing a a Google Hangout or a Zoom. Um, Always offer an alternative if you can't be there in person for the meeting, Um, but um, you know, really try to, to respect people's time, get there on time or, or do a video chat because we're all, you know, everyone's busy. Contrary to popular belief, people may be posting on Instagram and whatever, but we're all busy. And so we need to be mindful of, um, of people's time period. I told you the theme for this whole podcast, this whole episode is all about respecting time. And so I feel like everything in some way goes back to that. Um, again, when you have a meeting, um, do have an agenda, people. You know, when you have finally landed the meeting and you finally have their, their ear, you kind of maybe you have a bunch of different things you want to discuss. Um, try to have it laid out, and maybe you can even send that ahead of time, so that way they can prepare for some of the questions you'll be asking them, or they can prepare for the, um, or they can prepare prepare for the discussion. But as much as you can, you know, of course, beforehand, when you're setting up the meeting, you're giving them context into what the meeting is about, what it's in regards to. But then go in and um, actually set an agenda so that way they know, you know, what time, you know what time, um, sorry, they know what time the meeting will be kind of wrapping up. They know the pace of the meeting. Um, And there are a lot of times where people, you know, Once they, they're sitting down and talking, the conversation could go all types of ways. You could go off on tangents, you can get caught up in ideas, and the conversation can take along the life of its own. Um, but having an agenda helps you reel it back in, and you know that if you've only got 30 minutes left, but you've spent so much time on the first two items and the last four items haven't been touched, you know it's time for you to pick up the pace a little bit, but um, and so, having an agenda keeps you on track. It keeps the meeting productive, um, and you know, if you guys do decide to go off on a tangent, you can always reel it back in because you have this agenda of items that need to be addressed. And you want to make sure that um, you are respecting their time and respecting your own time, and getting to all the items in a reasonable amount of time. Um, and uh, and I think lastly, these are these are the last. Uh, this is the last one. Don't assume anything. Ask all the questions you need to get clarity. Um, and that prevents misunderstandings. I think, you know, a lot of people, myself included, you don't want to seem annoying. You don't want to seem like you're asking too many questions. And so as a result, you may let some things go unanswered, or you may just decide to assume what they meant when they said um, When you are conducting business with somebody, you know, get all the clarity you need. You know, if they say they need X from you, but you've never done that, um, ask them, okay, so I'm thinking this is what you're looking for. Is this in line with what you're asking for? Um, You know, just ask questions. You want to leave no stone unturned. And so if, you know, if if it's about a meeting place, you know, and there's two locations, be very specific. If it's, you know, about... Literally anything. Don't, there's no dumb questions. You can't be too annoying. You can't ask too many questions. I have had clients that, you know, they rattle off a million questions and you know, before I could even get annoyed, I'm like, you know what? I respect that because you're making sure that there's, you're not getting off this phone call or you're not ending this email conversation without all of your questions being answered. That way we work more efficiently. We work more effectively. You know exactly what your deliverables are. I know what mine are. Um, and we just have a clear understanding of what this relationship is, what you need from me, what you don't need from me. Um, that, that's really, that's really what it's about. Um, It's just clarity. And we can maintain and build so many more positive relationships when there are no questions, there are no assumptions. It's all, you know, we all are very clear on what's expected. Um, One of my friends said to me one time... um, you know, always over communicate because when you over communicate, there leaves no room for misunderstanding. They leave no, ro- there leaves no room for miscommunications. Um, you know, it's better to over communicate than not because at this point, it's, it's better for you to have more of the information than you could possibly ever need than for you to not have enough. And they're constantly following up. Things slip through the cracks. Thing, you know, the ball gets dropped. So I am still working on that. I'm a work in progress. But over communicating is. Um, is something that I think is super important when you're trying to build relationships with people you want your intentions known you want your expectations known and so from the you know from the side of asking the questions but also from the side of providing information you want to make sure that you are being very clear with your communication and so ask all the questions you need and divulge all the information you need um, so that there's no room for misunderstanding and no room for yeah yeah Conflict or anything. Um, so yeah, those are my quick uh, do's and don'ts for conducting business. Like I said, these are kind of things that have come up as I have jumped back into the swing of working. It's been a month and a half now, and you know there are a lot of people who have followed up with me once you know they knew that I was you know, come the new year, I'm back in action. So they followed up with me. There are people who have gotten my name from people. Um, and you know, there's things that, you know, on my end too, that I've, I've messed up. There are a few of these do's and don'ts that I have, you know, not done. Um, and so I think that it's, uh, I think it's important that we're all looking for ways to grow and to be better communicators with each other and to be more respectful of our time, um, I do believe in the power of collaboration. I believe in the power of, you know, connecting. I think that we're all stronger together. You all know I'm not about competing. I am about uplifting and, you know, seeing how we can work together to be our best selves. And so, um, you know, I want. I'm always working to improve as a businesswoman and. Um, you know, as you all grow and you build your businesses and network and connect, I think that uh, it's important that we kind of take heed to some of these things. If you have any that you kind of um, abide by and that are kind of your golden rules of communicating and connecting, I'd love if you could share those with me. Um, I'm always looking to add to the list, and of course, I will share them with you all as I get them um, because we all have some game that we can put each other on to. Uh so yeah, so share those with me. Um, and let's just and grow and improve together. Whew. Okay, I feel like that was just one long like blah. I just I was just like talking nonstop. So let me take a deep breath and get into, of course, my win of the week and my woe of the week. Um So I can start with the woe. For the woe, for me, I am still... um, I'm working on this prioritizing thing. I can sometimes get a little bit overwhelmed with... um, You know there's this idea that you know everything that's important or everything that needs to be done isn't necessarily something that is urgent. And so I kind of have a habit of attaching urgency to everything. And um, as a result, I get a little overwhelmed because I'm like, all of this is important. Everything is important. Where do I start? Oh. I don't know where I'm going to start, so I'm just going to take a nap. Um, I don't literally take a nap, but I get paralyzed when I have so many things that all seem to be most important to do. And so for me, I am working on, you know, I've started doing my sticky notes on the wall with things I need to do, and now I I guess the next step is to decide, okay, what is priority? Just because someone's emailing me about this does it mean it needs to get done now, or can I give myself a deadline of, End of day, or even tomorrow, or even next week, you know, what is priority? And so um, I think that is kind of something we can all work on is, you know, how do we not overwhelm ourselves with our duties? Um, And I think it is looking at our workload honestly and seeing, you know, is there anything I've been putting off that needs to go get done now? Or is there a specific client that's a little more, you know, Type A and these things done right away. Maybe I can just knock that out and not have to worry about that. Not have that task hanging over my head. Um, just really looking holistically at my to do list and seeing okay, what can wait? Um, and it's it's hard for me because in my mind I'm like these are all clients. They all pay my bill, so they all need to go, like get done now. But some things can really wait. And so that's my woe of the week is that I'm still having trouble prioritizing. And as a result, it can make me feel a little overwhelmed, but I am working on it. And I know that not everything that's important is not urgent. Um, But the win for the week is that my calendar, my speaking calendar is filling up really nicely. I, you know, have wanted to get involved in more speaking engagements. I want to, I love connecting with people. And over time, I've loved to, I've gotten better at public speaking. And so that's something I wanted to work on. Last year, last February, I did my first keynote speech. Um, and as nerve wracking as that is or was, um, you know, I really loved how that stretched me. And so I just wanted to continue to provide opportunities for myself to speak, whether it's at my events, but also, you know, um, saying yes to other speaking engagements. And so the next one I have coming up actually is Thursday, February 27th. The Well Woman Inc., is uh having me speak on Networking 101. So some of the things that you've heard here will be some of the things I discuss there. But of course, uh, we're going to take a deep dive into having conversations, how to have conversations, how to be interesting when you're networking, uh, things you should do and not do when you're trying to make that connection in person. Um, And just how to make the most of the experience you have and the the time you have in front of someone. Um, When we are in a time where, you know, everyone wants to connect with everyone, how do you make those meaningful connections, um, you know, with a short amount of time? So um, that is going to be, like I said, February 27th from 6 to 8 p.m., at Publix on Laburnum Avenue. So thank you so much to, um, the Well Woman Inc. Venetia, uh, and working with Kara, of course, to kind of, um, you know, bring me in, but I'm excited about this one. Um, I've, I don't think I've ever spoke on networking, so yeah. So, you know, and there are other things. I have a few in March. I have some in April, so it's filling up nicely, and so I'm just proud of, um, me saying yes. And as a result of the yeses, then more opportunities come. And so stay tuned because I will definitely be inviting you all and announcing, um, you know, different events that I'll be speaking at. I definitely want to connect with you all in person and have you come out. Um, and I want to meet you all. So like I said, this one was a short one, but I feel like it was, uh, necessary. I just wanted to hop on here quickly and share a few things that, I've been just a few trends that I've been noticing. Um, But like I said, I will always be looking to share more with you all. If you uh, aren't already connected with me, connect with me on Instagram at Jana M. Hall and on Facebook by the same name. And uh, if you have any Fun Employed related questions, you can can reach out to me via email at foreverfunemployed at gmail.com. And in the meantime, I will see you all or talk to you all next time. All right, bye.